there. Welcome to the show called The Island Shuffle. My name is Bean. And my name is James. And uh, this isn't the normal episode that we usually do. Uh, this podcast is all about, uh, we're out here watching Lost, uh, but we're watching it in the wrongest order possible. Out of order, we use random.com. Mm-hmm. Re- excuse you, random.org. Oh my god, d- I'm sorry, random.org. How dare you? Uh, random.com is garbage Don't compared y- to the service that the .org offers. .org is an organization? Yeah. Dot com? It's strictly commercial. It could be just one person, it's just, a dot com. Yeah, exactly. Dot org, two or more people. It has to be organized. Yeah, Anyways, totally. uh, this is a show about random.org um, <laughs> and its relationship to Lost. No, what we do is we watch a different episode of Lost every week and we do it randomly. Uh, and there are two main motivators in this for me, personally. Uh, one is, I feel like people have moved on from Lost and I think Lost is an insane enough show that it's worth talking about. Uh-huh. It's worth uh, it's worth having that conversation again, uh, and two, the reason we do it in this way is so that we can kind of take in Lost as a whole and kind of avoid the classic narrative of like, oh, it started good and then it got bad. Totally, yeah. So, so we can kind of see it all, all in all its messy splendor at once. We get to like uh, gleefully um, watch a bad episode one week and then hope that we will get to watch some good television the mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, if, if you watch it normal, then you're just, there's just a downwards yeah, fall. exactly. And you're just like, no, why? <laughs> when you get to, I'm going uh, to stop. Past a certain point, you're just like, no, now, but, but I want us to take in the whole thing. Anyways. Point is, we've been at this now for 50-some episodes, uh, which is pretty outstanding, if you ask me. It's a lot of uh, recorded It's a lot of recorded banter. material. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of goof-em-ups, we, we say, occasionally. And so I thought it'd be nice to, because um, 50 episodes is a lot. T- telling someone, hey, listen to this 50-episode podcast is a tall order. Uh-huh. Uh, so what I thought... Six feet or more. It's six feet or more. Some might say it's close to seven feet. Seven feet, that's a Shaquille O'Neal-sized order. It's a Shaquille... And that man is known for being bigger than an average man. He is a large man. And yeah. so, so to demand of someone a Shaquille O'Neal-sized order... Is quite demanding. So we thought we like twelve people who can go through on that. Exactly. So what we thought we'd do is we'd oh, we'd put together like an Isaiah Thomas sized order, uh-huh. and uh, a smaller order. Exactly, and kind of just like com- uh, a compilation of what I what we consider to be our best bits, goof em ups, mm-hmm. japes, uh, and the best japes. So the best japes that we could muster, and we thought it would be a nice like you know. An uh, easier introduction to this show than just being like, "Here's fifty fucking <laughs> yeah. episodes." Start Here's, at one, start go at all one, the way. Start at start at when it was bad, and keep going until it gets good. <laughs> um, so here they are. Here's our bits, and uh, we hope you enjoy them. I, as I know that we did enjoy oh. making them. Oh, love. <laughs> <laughs> I think the final okay so the final scene of Kate's flashback I think is uh she goes to visit her real dad who is an army recruiting officer uh-huh. and uh she give they have kind of a heart to heart and uh, he's like is it true what they're saying about you and uh she's like afraid so uh also guess what I was going through pics and you were in Korea until five months or so. Four months F- four before m- I was born. Yes, four months before I was born. That means this guy was my dad. Why didn't you tell me? Um, and dad, his, his, her dad says, oh. he said, her dad says, 
because I knew you'd kill him. <laughs> what the fuck, Dad? Hey, Dad. This, like, Kate had to this point, it is already established that to this point yeah. she has no criminal history. Yeah. She has nothing. And her dad very confidently says, like, I knew you would <laughs> murder this man. <laughs> yes. And it's like, what the fuck was Kate's life like? Apparently, it's implied that it was pretty shitty. Uh-huh. To be fair. To be fair. Both uh, mom, dad, and the captor all seem to paint a very rough picture of Kate's home life pre this episode. Uh huh. I'm also interested in what did she display that made her father so certain mm-hmm. that she was a murderer? Yeah, <laughs> I like. I feel like there's like. That's kind of a... Hmm. Was she like the girl like killing cats when she was eight years yeah, old? Yeah, step, stepping like, on, putting, putting magnifying glass to ants and stuff. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's just, that sort of confused me that yeah. her dad was just like, mm-hmm. oh, and then Kate asks her dad, yeah. why didn't you murder him? <laughs> and then he's like, because I don't have murderer inside me or something. What does he say exactly? I don't have murder in my heart. I don't have murder in my heart. Firstly, you're in the army. Yeah, you're in the soldier. You're a soldier. <laughs> you have to use your, you like, I know like that it's a different circumstance, but like, you have to at least be, like, somewhat at peace <laughs> with that, right? Yeah, yeah. One would assume. I also don't love the like, the implication of just like, well, if you're in an abusive household, only way out is murder. I'm afraid. Exactly. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, and that's why it's sort of confusing yeah. for me as to why the father was so certain that she was going to murder mm-hmm. if she found out this information. Mm-hmm. It's like. Uh, many people have been in many number of bad situations mm-hmm. and uh, have not, I would not be able to reasonably say about anyone that they will definitely kill another person. Yeah, of course. I don't know why you <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine holding the baby and yeah. being like, this one's got murder in its heart. <laughs> yeah, like you can have her. There's just this really bizarre yeah. assumption made by, Kate's father, which is he her father? Well, yeah. I guess we know at this point yeah. that he isn't really. Yeah, we've established now that no, uh, stepdad was real dad, in fact. And then I guess the other thing about that whole mm-hmm. tangent mm-hmm. is like, how did he get this ability? Because he was absolutely right. Yeah. She did just go yeah, and murder she him. Can just, he can just <laughs> prophesy murder. He I wish we saw. the murder prophet. I wish we saw more of Kate's uh, army dad in future flashbacks. I feel, yeah. like this is, I feel like this is his only time popping up. Yeah. Because I would have loved for it to have turned out that like his ability to sense murder is some kind of like linchpin in the God versus evil whatever it, oh, thing. Oh, that would have been incredible. Right? That that would have been so incredible. Yeah. Imagine oh imagine God, the season work. six that just like cashes in on all <laughs> the like shit and just goes <laughs> all full. The tiny fucking things. Yeah, and just goes full like apocalyptic. But anyways, we're not talking season six. We're, we're not talking, talking season five. We're talking season two. <laughs> this is my dad, it's fine. Um My dad. My dad. And my dad. And uh, Christian's like, well listen. We can keep we can keep gibbering and jabbering. We can hoot and holler till cows come home. But there's only one question that really matters. In in isn't that right, John? And John says he asks 
the the fabled question. <laughs> how do I protect, protect the, the island? island. <laughs> Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Log really wants to protect this podcast. He wants it to keep going. He wants it to keep going. He never wants it to stop. He He's loves like, I haven't an acting job in years, but this is the only media coverage I'm getting anymore. He loves it. He loves to hear us talk about him and to joke about uh, conspiracy theories and other things. So Locke is the protagonist now. Locke is the protagonist. Uh, he's the best actor on the show, and we love him to death. Um, Gotta love that old kook. <laughs> <laughs> that, old, that old goober. What's his name again? Uh, Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. What a good name, too. Rolls yes. right off the tongue. I would watch him on Broadway. Oh, my God. Terry O'Quinn in Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. That's Hello, Dolly. That's O'Quinn, those pipes, I'm telling you. <laughs> you gotta go to Broadway. You gotta go to Broadway. You gotta get up on the stage. <laughs> O'Quinn, I'm telling you. <laughs> you gotta go to Broadway, O'Quinn. <laughs> I like this character who's Terry O'Quinn's agent who just <laughs> really, really wants him to go to Broadway. <laughs> D- Terry O'Quinn is like shooting season three of a hit show and yeah. is like, you gotta drop it all, O'Quinn. Yeah. I've seen your reel. You gotta go to Broadway. I'm telling you, the Tonys. The Tonys, my boy. Oh, Terry O'Quinn in Mamma Mia. Think about it. Just, just think about that. Think about all those butts and all those seats. <laughs> They'll laugh. They'll cry. They'll cheer. A six-week run like with your name on the banner. This agent is getting more and more. like He's like chain-smoking as we go. <laughs> yeah. This is the, the agent character is a person who he goes through an entire life cycle over the course of an hour. So he didn't speak for the first 15 minutes. No. And then, uh, well, I guess that would assume that uh, yeah. one doesn't speak until they're like 20 years old. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Would, would people start talking earlier? I didn't speak until I was 20. I wish people wouldn't. School was hard. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> or any of us. And then when I turned 20, they put a cigarette in my mouth and they said, uh, you got one job, kid. <laughs> Get Terry O'Quinn to Broadway. Think about those butts in those seats. Ah, uh, so many butts, so many seats. Think about the Tony. Uh, New York City. New York. Terry O'Quinn is going to New York to win a Tony in my heart. I think this guy can really make it in the entertainment industry. Absolutely. He's got something. He's, he's got, got something, and he's going to be a real success. Mm-hmm. Especially you're going to hear that name. You're going to hear the name Terry O'Quinn, and you're going to see it on those Broadway lights, baby. On the Broadway lights. He is the Lion King. Uh, so uh, he c- comes out of the cabin. Terry O'Quinn, the Lion King, comes out of the cabin. <laughs> And he does a sachet uh, <laughs> down down the way, and uh, uh, there's a nice scene where Hurley and Ben share a chocolate bar in oh, silence. Oh, it's cute! It's very cute. Um, there's also, and guess what? Locke's answer is because it's a very bonkers answer. And they're like, they're like, did he oh, tell? Yeah. Did he tell you? Well, spill it. Spill it. Spill the beans, spill old the man. Spill the beans. What is, what's the plan? And did and, you get the part? 
<laughs> What'd they say? Did they like you? Did they love you? The Broadway producer? And Terry O'Quinn says, they loved me. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> By golly, I got it. I'm going to be the star of Hairspray. I'm the next big thing on Broadway. I'll tell you that much for free. <laughs> that's that's Terry O'Quinn's normal that's voice. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's his normal voice. We hear him on Lost, and he has kind of like a very like down-to-earth, like, well, I did it because I thought that it would be right for the island. Uh-huh. Kind of like a, like a politician. Yeah, exactly. He's very um, well-spoken. Um, but... Uh, that's all acting, of course, because in reality, he sounds like that. He sounds like a newsboy in the 1940s. <laughs> I I just want to make enough so I can support my ma. Oh. She's going off to war. Oh, you got to think bigger than that, Terry. <laughs> oh, I, I, but mister, I don't have what it takes to make it on Broadway. I'm just a 52-year-old man. <laughs> I only have several seasons of a hit network show under my belt. Emmys, schmemmies. It's all about the Tonys, baby. I, I don't even know a man named Tony, mister. The last Tony I met, Tony Clifton. <laughs> Who's this Tony Clifton guy? Oh, he's a real singing star. Let me tell you that much oh, for free. <laughs> I like how Terry Quinn's always telling me stuff for free. Yeah, he doesn't like to charge. He doesn't like to charge, and if he did, I would frankly be a little like I'd be like a little presumptuous. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, seventeen bucks. Imagine if that's how conversations work. That's probably a whole well we could go down if we wanted to. I can tell you, but it'll cost you a fiver. I want another fiver to take another cab. I love taking cabs. Good New York cab. Take it down to Broadway. Broadway and 2nd Street. I got a show I'm auditioning for. Lion King. Lion King 2. The musical. Timon and Pumbaa. I play Timon. You know who plays Pumbaa? Yeah, no. A hologram of John Candy. (laughs) Some people say it's in poor taste, but I think if... You know, if Tupac did it, why can't John Candy do it on Broadway? That's true. If Tupac true. did it. If Tupac did it. Tupac came back. He came back. Guys, can we all welcome Tupac back, please? That's my co-star. Whoops, <laughs> <Loves>, no. <laughs> That's John Candy, sorry. <laughs> you missed up the picture. Ah, god damn uh, it. The my, illusion is ruined. My immersion. Um, uh. <laughs> so, th- <laughs> this didn't actually happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a confession that needs to be made. Yeah. Uh, that's Did we say what he said? Yet? No, <laughs> we got. We I tried so hard to pull us out, and we just got sucked right back sucked in. Sucked right back in. Oh my god! Uh, but can you blame us when that's such a rich vein to mine? Such a rich vein to mine. Mm. This um, little vein to mine. <laughs> I'm gonna mine it a lot. <laughs> yeah. So let's back up. Let's tell the other side of the story. Uh-huh. We got. Ben and Jack and Saeed hanging out. Uh, Jack is... So remember that... Jack is vigilante doctoring. (laughs) It's really good. Um, Actually, like, definitely the highlight of the episode for sure. 
Uh, Jack is administering Saeed, uh, who has just had many horse tranquilizers. Yeah, <laughs> Saeed is in the hospital suffering from eight <laughs> doses of horse tranquilizer. <laughs> yes. And Jack is like, all right, Saeed, you need like bed rest. You need bed rest. You can't move. Uh, while he's doing this, the like chief of surgery comes in to sass him about how <laughs> about literally like the thing I was just talking about how Jack, he's like you're suspended from practicing <laughs> because of your substance abuse problems. <laughs> That's one thing that happens in season five is that Jack just gets over his substance abuse problems. <laughs> he, he doesn't struggle with he, it anymore. Not even a little bit. As soon as I forget what it is that happens, but as soon as whatever happens, he's just like. I'm good. The most as soon garbage as he, sh- as soon as he shaves of, his beard, I think. The most garbage aspect of that whole thing is like it's not even like the substance abuse problems came about mm-hmm. um, after he got back, and that was like the only way he could deal with things. It's mm-hmm. like that's established as being an issue before he fucking like flew on the flight. Like when yes. he was in Australia, that was an issue. After his dad died, his dad was a raging alcoholic. Yes. So it's like this is not—it's not a new thing. This is like sort exactly. of probably a lifelong battle. Exactly. This or at least a battle through his whole adulthood, and now it's like, ah, eh, yeah, not exactly. a problem he sha- anymore. He he, sh- he shave a big beard and he he fine. Yeah. All I he had to do was grow a beard and shave it to get yeah. over the fact that he is an addict. Yeah. Well, the beard hairs kind of like absorb all the like toxins. Yeah. And Beards are basically just detox and exactly. rehab exactly um so uh while this is happening um he takes a call wanders off finds ben and ben's like hey uh glad i found you where's saeed cut to saeed and a doctor comes in and he's like hey saeed you're all right uh let <laughs> me let me help you out here and Saeed's like you know what you got the wrong room buddy and the doctor's like nope let me just get this gun full of more horse tranquilizer. <laughs> Why Shoot, these to <laughs> the bed. They love horse tranquilizers. Just use a fucking bullet or something. I, right? I feel like, okay, I forget if this is ever established, but I assume my assumption is either it's Ben's people playing like 10-dimensional chess. Yeah. Or it's more likely Widmore's people yeah. trying to fuck with Ben. Yeah. Either way, why not a bullet? Why not a bullet? Why not just kill him? Because, I mean, they did the horse tranquilizer. Th- oh, I guess he killed the two people yes. in the first one. He killed the two people with the horse tranquilizer, so they were like, let's do that again. Yeah, let's do the horse tranquilizer thing again. Worked. But this time, we'll send one person. <laughs> yeah, it's more cost-effective that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, Also, y- worth noting. Yes. These darts that are shooting out of the gun. Yes, this is a handgun. Yeah, this is a handgun. They're shooting like four-inch darts with huge tails on the back of them. (laughs) Literally like Looney Tunes fucking horse trank darts. And in the scene, they shoot four of them. Yes. You could not physically fit four of those darts in that gun. Well, listen. Couldn't you? No. Oh, yeah, you're right. Literally, no. Those guns <laughs> are designed to shoot, like, tiny bullets, like, an inch long at most. <laughs> True. I mean, listen. How else are you going to shoot horse tranquilizer? I, gu- I guess so, right? Think, think about it. And how else will people know their horse tranquilizers if, if they're, they're not, not <laughs> giant darts? If they're not comically large with fucking 
Acme printed on the side. Yeah, of exactly. If they don't come out and then unfurl a little... Uh, a pink tail. Yes, a pink tail. And then a little flap comes down and it says, time to go to bed, sleepy time. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Saeed uh, has a text over him that just says, like, the Democrats or something. Because <laughs> now it's a political cartoon from 1890s. <laughs> I like that. That would be better than what mm. we saw. And then Jack is, of course, the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you think about it, it, it's a lot like that. So um, what really happens, though, is yeah. Saeed, again, <laughs> just, like, murders the person who is trying to get him. Completely annihilates him. He te- Even though he was bedridden two seconds ago. He com- he, this guy completely had the drop on Saeed, turns his back for one second, turns back, Saeed's gone. And immediately knocks him down, says, who do you work for? Buddy who's getting choked says, "Uh, address in my pocket. The address? Well, it's Kate's address. Why? No one will ever know. We will never, ever know or care. That will never be brought up again. That is only used to for so later Jack can is, come in the room with Ben. Exactly. And, and then he'll be like, I got to go see Kate. Exactly. That's what sets Jack to be like, is they're after Kate. They're after Kate and Aaron. We got to go get them. Kate and, and I go, are hanging out now. And then he goes to get them. Also, mm-hmm. that didn't need to happen at all for the Kate plot line. Exactly. Jack doesn't need to be there. Exactly. That could have easily been like just like someone's someone's trying to kill Saeed again. Well, I got to check up on. Now I definitely got to check up on Kate and Aaron because someone's probably trying to kill them too if someone's after all of us, right? Like, it, there's a w- way more natural ways than being like, oh, look, a clue. <laughs> a clue, exactly. A who lives at this address? <laughs> Ooh, well, I wonder who could it be? Google Maps, perhaps. <laughs> I know Kate lives in the area, but I don't know her exact address. It couldn't be. It shan't be. I would recognize the house if I see it. Can you get it on Street View? By God, that is Kate's address. It I could not. This web gets more tangled with every passing moment. (laughs) (laughs) The clue was incredible. (laughs) Love me a good clue. (laughs) The information was just fine, but the clue was incredible. (laughs) The the information, take it or leave it. The clue, to die for. To die for. (laughs) It's just to die for, the clue. (laughs) Darling. So he basically says, like, actually, torture is good. And then the show ends. Yeah. So, you know. But you know what? As much as that's a bit of a bummer. Guess what? There is one more plot line. There's one more plot line to talk about. We have not talked about yet. So remember how last episode uh, revolved. uh, Sorry. Last episode in the chronology of the show. The long con. The long con. Sawyer pulls off this masterful heist. He's done it. He has secured all of the guns in the camp. They are all his. Anybody wants weapons to fight this? You gotta go to Sawyer. You gotta go to Sawyer. What a a coup he's pulled. The top gun himself. This episode opens with him in his tent and he hears a chirping of some kind and he goes, what the heck is that noise? And I'm gonna gonna go in the woods and find it. 
And he runs into Hurley, and Hurley's eating a bunch of food. And he's like, oh, big man eat food funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a really good impression of what he does. Eat some ranch dip. Hey, like, oh, God. He he compares him to an elephant. Yeah, he's basically like, oh, the big guy eats food. And and everybody's just like, okay, cool. (laughs) We get it. I'm glad that we managed to slip, like, body shaming into the pro-torture episode of Lost. God. Damn it, lost. <laughs> Damn it, lost. <laughs> just when I was trying to like you again. Just when I was trying to like you, you again. Uh, and Hurley is eating from the biggest <laughs> tub of ranch dressing I've ever seen in my life. And he's like getting like ranch on himself, and he's like <laughs> he's covered in ranch. And there's like they pull it over, and there's just like tubs of like peanut butter and like shit. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, a bunch of, like, essential food items just in a pile. And yeah. he has it because <laughs> big man funny eat fat Big man loves eat. to eat. <laughs> big man eat. It's like, what are you, what is happening? What is, this is, like, I don't know why, like, <laughs> the uh, I can't really put into words how, like, insane, like. The one ethnic character is a torturer. And the one big character have big food. Have big food. <laughs> Loves ranch dressing. Loves ranch dress. Every Steals single all the ranch and hides it in the woods. <laughs> like, come on, lost. I cr- I'm tr- we're trying to go to bad for you here. At least I am, and you keep pulling this shit. You keep striking out. You keep striking the fuck out. Oh my god. Anyways, lo- Sawyer basically says, "All right, I will keep your stash a secret if you help me on this adventure to find whatever this chirpin is, because this chirpin is bugging me." Ooh. They have a whimsic, they have a whimsical, goofy romp of a story in this incredibly torture-filled episode. Yeah, and it's it has nothing to do with the episode. It has nothing to do with anything it before has or to do after with the previous. O- yeah, exactly. It's and and it's and it's just them hanging out. It's, it's just, just them Sawyer and Hurley chasing a frog. I think I think it's. Me- <coughs> Excuse me. I think it's meant to be a bit of levity in this like dark ass episode. That must be it. That makes sense. But it's so like the tonal whiplash is way too jarring. Yeah. Yeah, like, completely. It's just like It's from like the most serious life or death, like scary questions. Yeah, to, like, like makes you think everything you know about like what is good and what is wrong and like all like what do you to what ends are you willing to go? Uh-huh. And like, do do do, chasing for a frog, got looking for like <laughs> wanted a big adventure, do do do, doop a doop a do, derp a derp derp. <laughs> that frog's making too much noise. The frog's making too much noise. I love it and too because have big tub of ranch, big tub of ranch, big. Uh, I gotta protect my ranch. Gotta protect my ranch. Talk oh, about he's just a rancher. He's just a gotta rancher. Gotta protect my ranch. Ah, home on the ranch. Home. Home on the Doritos Cool Ranch, where uh, the deer and the antelope are delicious slathered in ranch. It's a non-plot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it I is, think yeah. Sawyer basically is mean to Hurley for a while, and he's basically like, like oh, big old tubby tub tub on <laughs> while they're walking. And like, and Hurley's like, hey, I get it. I'm, I'm fat, all right? You think I don't know that? Fat man loves to eat? Well, guess what? At least people like me, and you're a big jerk, so I'm going to not help you. And her and Sawyer's basically like, I'm sorry. And Hurley's like, okay. <laughs> the okay. End. Let's keep going. And they find the frog, and it's cute. And Hurley's like, hey, guess what? I'll take it to a beach or something. And Sawyer's like, actually, how about this? And he crushes the fucking frog in his fucking hand. It's sort of sick. And then he puts the fucking frog corpse in Hurley's hand. 
Low he point says, for I the... heard they taste good with ranch. He does. They really, they were really attached to the idea of big ranch. They loved the ranch. They, they... must have, there must have been someone in the prop department Carlton... that's like, oh, you can do something with this, can't you? And the writers are like, oh, we'll write a whole episode about that type of ranch. One writer goes to Costco one time. And yeah, just exactly. like And it's just like, no, you guys, you don't understand. <laughs> the big ranch. It was <laughs> so big. Hurley's gonna love it. Because he big and ranch big. Wow. <laughs> And they're like, okay, I guess we'll put this in the torture episode. Yeah, exactly. We gotta find some place to put the frog ranch <laughs> storyline that fucking Carl won't shut up about. <laughs> Carl, <laughs> typical. <laughs> Fuck. He'd never even been to a Costco before he got the job on Lost. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Yeah. I had, had to be fair. I hadn't been to a Costco till one came to St. John. So, how do you like it? Uh, pretty good. Everything there, real big. Everything big hot here dogs. is true. Big hot dog, big bag of a chip, big toilet paper. Big TP. Big coat. Everything big in Costco. Big Costco. <laughs> but the number one big at the number one store. Big store. Big ranch. Big ranch. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the episode, except not really, because there's one part of season six that you all know and love. Maybe you don't, but if you don't, let's fucking talk about it. It's instead of flashback, flash sideways. Flash sideways. You don't have. You don't worry about characters' past anymore, because now we're talking about what if they. <laughs> that what if they lived in a universe where the plane actually landed instead of crashing so on the island? Fucked. It's, it's so, so fucking, fucking shitty. Bad. This um and yeah. I wish that this storyline were interesting because it almost had all the ingredients to be interesting and was just hindered by like god awful dialogue yeah. and no um at least there's so, no logic. At least it. like like Sawyer's episode had that same kind of like this is a cardboard cutout of yeah. a world. Yeah. But at least Sawyer was a cop. Exactly. At least, like, it was sort of fun. At least yeah, if, when they're having fun with that, it's like a, a little bit easier to watch. Yeah. Here it feels a little more a little shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's just thin and it's it's like eating mm-hmm. a breakfast cereal box for breakfast. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Um so Kate <laughs> so in this alternate world, Kate is still a fugitive. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, because Sawyer yeah. can have an alternate world where he's a fucking cop, but Kate is always a fugitive. Always a fugitive, every... no matter what. But in this world, <sighs> he doesn't necessarily leave every single life she touches in a complete shambles. True, actually. Almo- almost, but not quite. Not quite, because, okay, so mm-hmm. Kate's flight lands. Yeah. Oceanic flight 815 lands. That's the one. And then somehow, which we don't get to see, no. she gets away from... Her officer who's mm-hmm. escorting her because yep. apparently criminals just do that like 18 times yep. a week. Yeah, it's easy. Um, it's easy peasy. Especially, especially if you when got... you have no prior criminal history. And murder in your heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is especially it. Yeah. Um, and then she runs into a... She runs into a taxi. Mm-hmm. And she says, drive. And the guy's like, but I have a customer. And <laughs> then she points a gun at him, which... Sure. I guess she stole off the guy or something. Probably. Because he's a shitty at being a cop. Hey, it's LA, uh-huh. baby. <laughs> <laughs> she points the gun at him and she's like, drive. Yep. And then the camera pans over and it's Claire it's right Claire. there. Claire's still pregnant and she's all like, please just let me go, love. And Kate's just like, I don't care. Dri- gotta get out of here. Drive. Yeah. 
Uh, and so there's a chaotic scene that doesn't really amount to much. The it's cab a driver, very low speed chase. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of like slowly driving, and then eventually the cab driver gets out and leaves, and Kate <laughs> takes over the cab. <laughs> and Claire's uh, like, "Let me leave." And then Claire, then uh, Kate eventually is like, "Give me your purse, and then you can go." And K- Claire, Claire acquiesces, leaves. Uh, the rat just sneezed, I think, and that was really cute. <laughs> um, the so so Kate leaves with the taxi, goes to some mechanic to get her cuffs off. And then goes in the bathroom to change out of her recognizable fugitive clothes or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, while looking through the purse, sees a stuffed plush dolphin and gets sad and feels remorse. That is it. That yeah. is it. She's like, oh, the lady was having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe I shouldn't have robbed her at gunpoint. <laughs> oh, you know? <laughs> You know, in this world, we get second chances. Yeah. So maybe I'm not a, quite a horrible fugitive. So you know what she fucking does? She takes that taxi that she stole, <laughs> drives it back to the nearest bus stop to where Claire left. Yep. And then she's like, get in the car. Yeah. She's just like, you want to ride to wherever you're going? And Claire's like, I, you are a fugitive, aren't you? And Kate's like, yeah, but I came back with your purse. Here's your purse. You're going to trust me or not? And Claire's like, well, I guess. And I feel like the right answer for Claire every time, 150 times out of 100, is just, no, no. don't get in a cab with the fugitive. No. They, they are a shitty shithead. They held you at gunpoint you know, like 10 minutes ago. You know what they'll bring to the table. Just it's, take a fucking bus. Just take a bus. Wait for the bus. Please wait for the bus. But no, she bus. does She does it anyway. Uh, Claire gets a ride to where she's planning on giving up her baby for adoption. Uh-huh. She gets a ride. So, so of course she gets a. She goes directly to the parents' home. Uh huh. The new parents' home, the adoptive mother's home. Uh, but the adoptive mother ad- answers the door and is like, "Oh, my husband left me. I'm sorry. I didn't get in touch with you, but uh, I just I'm not ready for a baby like this." And Claire's like, "What the fuck is this shit? What are you talking? Oh no, I'm having contractions." And boy, oh boy. Uh, one thing after another in this madcap world, uh, where up is down and left is right. Uh, Claire goes, so Kate drives Claire into the hospital, uh, which is very nice of Kate. Uh, did I mix those up? Kate drives Claire to the hospital. Kate drives Claire, yeah. Uh, and Claire goes in and (laughs) Claire's like, what's happening? What's going on? (laughs) And he's like, I don't, (laughs) it's it's like, I don't know. It seems like. (laughs) It seems like you're having a baby to me. Seems seems pretty clear cut to me. Yeah, pretty self-explanatory. I've never had a baby, but it feels like if you've got that, if you've got them pains and you're going to a hospital, there's a good chance you're going to have a baby. She yelled the words, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what's up. Oh, my God. But what's happening? Um, so. But then, to be fair, the doctor does come, and she's like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you're a little early, but mm. uh, you can have that baby now if you want to. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to. <laughs> so fair. she doesn't. She doesn't. But they give her the the baby stopping needle. Yeah, they just poke that baby stopping needle in her <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> let's uh, move on with the day, you know? Oh, my God. You I've, know what I'm saying? Man, oh, man. You know, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> Medicine has come such a long way. Yeah. Um, Ever since the baby stopping needle got introduced we honestly women can be pregnant for two and a half years at this as long as they want they can just give birth to full-grown human (laughs) beings they can just pop that baby stopping needle in there and (laughs) put it off for another nine months
many things happen around this. One thing that happens is Charlie sneaks off to do some heroin, mm. and uh, Locke catches him in the act, and Locke's like, what are you doing? And Charlie's like, and Locke says, hey, don't move. And Charlie's like, I was just, I was promised I was not doing heroin. And the thing about Charlie doing heroin is that he chose to do it while standing on a beehive. (laughs) (laughs) This is the true shining star of this episode. Oh, what a The Charlie trying to do heroin on a beehive (laughs) scene is so incredible. It's Charlie, do your heroin not on top of a beehive. He's literally standing on a beehive. And it's like, if you move, you will crack the hive. And it's like, how did he get onto it? How did he get onto it? He was so, so tunnel-visioned about just getting, about that, his heroin. getting yeah. that fix, getting that monkey off his back, you know? I guess so. Uh, and so the whole, you know, Kate and Jack, everybody kind of gathers around, and they're like, what are we going to do? We got to seal it off. Go get some this and that and the other. Yeah. But Charlie's sitting there like, goo. I'm scared of bees. Oh, I have an irrational fear of bees. It's so irrational. Uh, yeah, I keep thinking, like, it's a very rational fear of bees. There's a million bees underneath you. Yes. And, I mean, he is killing it, too. He's mm. not moving. He's being very calm mm. while, like, bees start to go on top of him and yeah. stuff. It's like, if I were in that situation, I would do no better than Charlie at the very least. Absolutely and not. I would never claim to have an irrational fear of bees. That's exactly it. Charlie's going doing this... Like, while probably on the cusp of heroin withdrawal as well. Oh, yeah, of course. So, like, you know, uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, Yeah, he's stressed out. He's in a very... He's in a poor state. He's in a poor state. Uh, He does eventually slap his neck, and that does... Trigger... to the bee... The beehive runs out, and it's comical. uh, He cracks the beehive open, and... (laughs) Uh, the bees go everywhere and everyone's fleeing. Uh, I also want to note that these bees are fake as hell. They are clearly CG bees. No, these are real bees. No, they're not. They used real bees. They did not use real bees. They're real dude. as hell bees. <laughs> I, I think you got duped, dude. Those are clearly. Those are real bees. They put the bees on a green screen. These are honeybees. <laughs> honeybees. You're the bee expert now. Yeah, I've been to Bee Town. You've been to Bee Town. You think I haven't had a cup of honey straight from the hive? You, you sip the honey right out of the hive? I sip the honey right out of the hive. I suckle on the sweet teat of that bee. <laughs> suckle on the bee teat. I hate that imagery. Well, who isn't doing it? <laughs> so, America, Canada, the rest of the world. Now, if you've ever been to oh, a sweet little town I like to call the island... You will suckle on the BT all day long. You are, of course, referring to Prince Edward Island. <laughs> no, I yes, yes, yes. Um, Prince Edward Island, aka where they shot Lost, yes. aka BT capital of the world, <laughs> home of the BT suckle, um, the first and original suckle, and all other suckles actually are sort of mirrored off of the BT suckle. What I really like is, um, you know, that famous uh, photo of the Charlottetown conference. Yeah. Where, you know, John A. and all his fucking bozos. They're all suckling. They're all suckling on the BT. On the BT. They're all, they all have their own BT to suckle. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like 1880, whenever the fuck. And every, it's, so it's black and white, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. But you can, like, if you know. You can make it out. You can really make the BT out out of that famous picture. <laughs> A, a, a part of our national heritage. 
That's my favorite Heritage Minute. That, <laughs> oh, yeah, the BT Suckle one. The, the like, yeah. 90 seconds uncut of John A. McDonald just, just suckling, suckling on a BT. On BT. <laughs> exactly. So Charlie was... That's why if you do heroin and then suckle on a BT while you're standing on the hive, I mean, I've heard that's the greatest high in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what Charlie was going for. I think so. He did very poorly at it. Yeah. And he just gets stung a bunch. Yeah. So there's always next time. So, Jack is tending to Kate's bullet wound, and he's looking through his pack, and what does he find in his pack? What does he find in... Oh, a, a bomb. A fucking bomb. C4. I love... Who C4 <laughs> attached to a wristwatch. Of course. The classic rigging operation. Oh, my God. Um, so, it's the time, you got a timer, it's ticking down, and there's a bomb. And everybody's like, how the heck did that get in there? It must have been luck. Oh, we really, you mean we couldn't trust the murderous, rampaging smoke monster manifestation of evil? Oh Weird. My God. Weird, huh? You mean the man who took our friend's body? Yeah. You mean, you mean the man who uh, seems to have been constantly manipulating all of us from the beginning? Yeah. We, we really trusted him. We really thought we were going to game him. Oh. Uh, anyways. Uh, so a debate begins, uh, the Saeed and Sawyer are working and they're saying like, okay, well, look, we can defuse the bomb. Maybe if we go this boop beep, and if we go a little like these wires here and battery and such, Uh and Jack goes, wait a second, I figured it out. What if Locke can't kill us? What if Locke is not allowed to kill us? And they're like, what do you mean? And Jack says, well, think about it. If he wanted to kill us, why wouldn't he have just done it? True. Which is sound. True. And uh, I believe something that we know also, not you and I necessarily, but Uh it is established that there are arbitrary rules that uh, Locke is... He can't just kill them. Exactly. He can't kill the people who were chosen by Jacob. Who, so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to welcome to Lost, baby. Love the show. What if he's trying to get us to kill each other? Exactly. And Sawyer's like, you're fucking, come on, buddy. Uh, I've seen, I've, I may have been back and forth through time, but this, I do not this, believe. Yeah. This, this is a bridge too far. no sense. This is just nonsense. I may have been back and forth through time and seen a shape-shifting smoke monster manifest as my good friend John Locke. Uh, but you, I just, I, I don't like know. how it's funny because it's like, that is what Sawyer's saying. But that is also like, we went through that as well, yeah. where we're like, these rules are arbitrary and ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, they just went back and forth through time <laughs> and we're dealing with the shape shifting smoke monster. It's like, yeah, none of this makes any sense. We're just like Sawyer. Yeah. We're just like Sawyer. That's why he's our, that's why he spent so long being our protagonist. Yeah, you know? exactly. Cause he's just the, he's just trying to make sense of it all. Same as us. Uh, so Sawyer eventually goes, no, and he pulls the wires. Uh-huh. And for a second, the timer stops, and everybody is wondering if they can breathe. Uh-huh. And they start to breathe. And then... The timer goes quicker! It goes quicker! And then Saeed goes, hey, listen, here's some important information. I forget what I said, but here it is. And and Jack's like, why are you telling me this? And Saeed's like, why the fuck else, idiot? And he takes the bomb, and he runs... He runs down the submarine. And then he blows up. He blows up. And that is how Saeed Jarrah dies for real. Crazy. Dead Saeed dies again. Dead Saeed dies again. He gets blowed up. 
There's a real poetry to Dead Saeed Dies Again. Dead Saeed Dies like Again. That's like uh, <laughs> Dead Saeed Dies Again Never Worn. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a poetry to it. Oh, that's sweet. Wow. Um, oh, my God. So what uh, What happens in this episode? Yeah, lot. what else happened? So Ben is shot. Ben is shot. And he's in surgery and jack won't do the surgery yes. so then they just like i guess they just seal him up they and they're like all right you're bleeding internally yeah. but like what else are we gonna exactly, do exactly right? exactly once it becomes clear that there's no other option uh kate and juliet hatch a plan to just uh i think kate is i think juliet's the first one to realize like you know what like they're kind of like there's nothing we can do if there's no i guess don't know and it's like and then Juliet, it's a twinkle in his eye, her eye. <laughs> and a smile on her face. And a smile on her face, and he says, maybe Richard and the others can help. Yeah. So Kate steals Ben very easily. Yeah. Just pa- steals a human boy. Just steals a human <laughs> bleeding boy. The bleeding human boy. And, and uh, shoves him into a van, and like they drive off... And the only person that even follows is Sawyer because Juliet told Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, and Sawyer comes along and at first he's like, don't bust my chops, old Sawyer. But Sawyer's like, damn it, Freckles, I'm here to help. Yeah. And so so now Sawyer and Kate are off to the others to deliver a bleeding boy. And they deliver it to Richard and Richard takes the bleeding boy and says, you know, if I take this the bleeding boy <laughs> from your hands. <laughs> He's never going to be the same. His innocence will be lost. He will be one of us forever. This bleeding boy is never coming back. He's becoming one of the others now. And they agree. And you better believe it, big boy. <laughs> Think about humbug. Ricky was really into alliteration in the 70s. <laughs> Ricky was, yeah, exactly. Smoked a little too much uh, <laughs> pot, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Ah! <laughs> you know, THC. I don't know what that stands for. A little ground up. What are you talking about? Um, this is all Greek to me. Um, there's That reminds me of uh, one of my friends once got caught by his parents um, with weed and his dad... C- um, <laughs> proceeded in saying a number of like really hilarious things that just proved he didn't really know what weed was. Um, but he was like, "You're trying it out in the oven, aren't you?" And like opens up the <laughs> oven and there's nothing there. The <laughs> oven isn't on. And um, he's like, he sees there's flavored papers on the table and he's like, <laughs> "What are those for?" <laughs> and my friend is like, "Well, they're flavored." I don't know. They're it tastes like blueberries. I don't know. <laughs> then he, the dad looks at his wife and he goes, you see that? You remember that day you came home smelling all fruity? That's <laughs> what that was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it could have been, but like. <laughs> it, it definitely could not have been. <laughs> well, you're right. But Flavored like, papers have never emitted a. I guess. Yeah, they only emit a taste. I, I, I wouldn't know. I've never smoked a weed. <laughs> Other other good accusations. Uh, you're growing it. You're growing it. <laughs> Came up a lot. God, um, that's good. You're uh. selling it. <laughs> you're using bags from the house. <laughs> Not the bags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will. Not the sandwich bags from the house. <laughs> Son, 
I love you. I'm concerned for you, but I'm more concerned for our inventory. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I looked in there one day. There was no bag for my sandwich. Where are we going to put our leftover son? Exactly. It was good. In reality, uh, it was just like a kid with like two grams of weed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a kid, in other words. Yeah. All right. Sounds about right. That uh, was good. Um, is good. So that all occurred in the realm of Lost. That all occurred in the realm of Lost. Uh, everybody, uh, Richard gets caught by his parents for for smoking weed. And, yeah. And Jacob is there, like, "What are you? You're 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 baking this? You're baking this. You're baking it in brownies and giving it to the the, the dog." <laughs> <laughs> we missed an important thing. Oh, what did we miss? That so after Ben. <sighs> yes. Gets put on detention duty, yeah. and he's told that history club won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sitting, he's in sitting in the staff lounge yeah. with this goofy fucking teacher. You know who this goofy fucking teacher is, who? right? He's the same guy who was yelling about monsoon season a few episodes oh, ago. Mo- so with Monsoon Jim. <laughs> with Monsoon uh, Jim, who's now also a teacher at this school. And they're and both griping. They're saying, I got to work detention duty. He's saying, my lab equipment's outdated. Ah, oh, geez. And it's like, the principal doesn't care. Princi- he doesn't care about anyone. He doesn't He doesn't care about the most important thing. And now that's the kids, the children. Uh, and uh, a voice pipes up, says, hey, sounds like you should be the principal. And who is it but motherfucking John Locke, baby? Which is insane because he wasn't in a wheelchair. <laughs> He was. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't see his wheelchair. I don't I don't know if we see it, but he is in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. Mm. Okay, good. <laughs> they've got that going for them. Yep, they've they they've still he's still in a wheelchair. Uh <laughs> there's so I keep saying there's so much. Yeah. This feels this whole arc feels like what the sideways stuff should be yeah it should, i agree it should, should be off the wall absurd ridiculous it, shit it should be alternate universe where everyone's teaching in a high school yeah exactly that's what it should where be. it's all nuts not where like one thing has changed yeah not where like jack is still a doctor but Why is he kate has still a, a murderer kate's still a murderer but he she feels a little more bad about it or something like nothing is different about the Kate. Nothing is thing. different about Kate. Nothing is different about Claire. One thing is different about Sawyer and it's like, that's fine. That's yeah. not so bad. Uh, th- it should have all been like this. It yeah. should have been all off the wall shit. Jack should be a vigilante as far as I'm totally. concerned. Totally. I agree too. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like a fucking tennis player or something. That, yes. <laughs> I want an alternate world where they're like, where they are all like, it's exactly the same, except they all call cars like ball sack <laughs> yeah, or something exactly. like that. Driving my ball sack to work. Oh, I just ate so many Glortons. I feel awful. <laughs> well, and then I the don't... other person's like, I haven't eaten in nine months. <laughs> and then the first person's like, ah, yeah. I you was... have to eat once every ten months, though, or else you'll die. <laughs> That's how eating works in this yeah. upside down world. Okay, I'll have my Glortons <laughs> next month then. <laughs> and then they jump off the bridge and swim into the ocean and crawl into their little caves where they and then it zooms out and their caves are inside a cow's utter sack. <laughs> and that's just that's, <laughs> that's the world. That's the world now. That's what happens when 815 lands. Yeah. That's why exactly. it had to crash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Glorton's. Uh, <laughs> you want to go to Tim Glorton's and get some some of those little doughy balls that they sell? 
Try to drive your ball sack right through the drive through. <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, they get back to the camp. And we get a we get a classic montage of people coming back to the beach. Uh-huh. Everybody hugs Jack. Uh, Jack and Sawyer shake their hands, and that turns into a hug because you know what? They're friends. They're best friends. They're friends in real life. Uh-huh. And uh, Kate and Sawyer give a hug, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at all these guys. We're all good." But then Sawyer says, "What the hell is she doing Who's here? That? Who's that lady over there? Who's that?" Lady with the pants in her hands. She's got pants in her hands. They don't go on her hands. <laughs> Who's that lady with the pants in her hands? Pants in her hands. They should be on her legs. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird moment in the show. Very, very weird. <laughs> I like the chances that they took on that scene. <laughs> it was a really bold call, especially because Juliet was wearing pants. She did not have pants on her hand, so it really made Sawyer just look like a real weirdo. Yeah, he was on acid again. <laughs> oh, oh. As he, oh, classic trait of Sawyer is doing acid and then freestyling at anyone he doesn't recognize. <laughs> that lady... That's Sawyer. That's Sawyer for you. That's, that's our protagonist. That's the that's the <laughs> that's fucking why we love him. That's why we put him on the front of the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enlarged to show texture. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the texture of uh, our hero Sawyer. Uh, <laughs> uh, haven't laughed about Sawyer in a good long while. I'm glad yeah, to do it. I like it. Okay. So <laughs> once everyone once everyone gets so